Hello and welcome to the Creative Champs Podcast. I'm your host, Kimei, and I'm here to help you on your creative journeys. I want to say a massive apologies for not uploading last week. It all got too much. I was having major issues with my accountant because, unfortunately, my accountant is in hospital, in and out of hospital. And he promised me, you know, yeah, I'm going to get your taxes done and yada, yada, yada. But it was getting really close to the wire and I was panicking because, yo, I ain't heard back from him. And I can't be like, oh, sorry, you're in a coma. But like, <laughs> can you file my taxes? Because the deadlines, you get it? I can't do that. So I was panicking and I was very, very stressed out. But I managed to get an extension on that. So that's now April's problem or May's problem. But yeah, it's not today's problem anymore. <laughs> so without further ado, let's get into today's topic. So today I'm talking all about how to handle difficult clients because as much as we may not want to have them sometimes we get them and yo difficult the word difficult is doing a lot of heavy lifting here because it's a synonym for yeah a few choice words ah let's be real yeah some clients you just oh oh but for real sometimes it's like why did I pick this profession <laughs> it can get like that but yeah I'm going to try my best to help sort of uh, just help to, to navigate these situations and make them a little less difficult and try to make lemonade out of really sour lemons so the first thing I would say is to set clear boundaries from the jump so during your discovery sessions within your agreements making sure to be very specific about the different clauses or the different ramifications, including your, your process, for example, deadlines, if there are any. Just being really crystal about everything that the client is to expect and also about what you will provide as the service provider, as the contracted uh, employee in this situation. Just to let everyone know, okay, this is where the eggs are scrambled. This is how the, you know, well, omeletted or is omeletted a word? I don't know, but it is now. But just to, just to let everyone know how their eggs are being cooked, I think is a better way to put this. So you really want to think about that. Uh, and that way there's little room for confusion because you're outlining exactly what the details are, what's to be expected at every juncture. And just, yeah, making sure that everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet. And as well, if you put all of these clauses in as much detail as possible within your agreements, when they sign it, they're saying, look, yep, I understand what's going on and I'm happy to proceed. Now, if you're having any difficulty with getting a, a sort of basic agreement together, I do have a free template on gumroad.com forward slash creative champs. So if you head over there, there's a basic contract template and it's free.com because we like free things and <laughs> so you can go ahead and download that uh, just as a basic guide to help you get started now another thing that you might have to do is just to remind them that you're on their side first of all and remind them that you're there to help them and you're there to help bring them closer to their goals because sometimes what can happen is they try to hold the mouse with you yeah they try to control the situation they try to get you to become a pixel pusher where you're just putting things together in the way that they've envisioned. But at the end of the day, you're the specialist in the situation. And if they know exactly what it takes to make something pop or make something work, then why are they paying you to do it? Why are they paying you? Why are they entrusting you? At the end of the day, they've looked at your portfolio. They said, yep, yep, this is what, <laughs> yep. They said, yep, this is what I want. This is the person that I feel can help me move closer to my business goals or whatever it is I'm trying to do. You know, move the needle a little bit. To have you on board only to try and stop you from getting on with your job 
it's just yeah nobody uh, who wants to be micromanaged absolutely not so again that's why I say it's very important that you set out those clear terms from the very beginning yeah you need to let them know that yo I need to be allowed to do my job in a very polite way in a gentle way but yeah just letting them know that yeah I'm here to do a job and because what you don't want to do is I mean unless you want to be a pixel pusher that's completely fine but from experience I've well all right when I first started out a lot of my really bad experiences was when I was first first starting out but not just then you know it's happened over the course of the last 20 odd years or whatever I there was one project in particular that comes to mind where I was just doing everything exactly as the client wanted me to do like it was like yeah put this picture here put this there put that there change this change that and when the work and when the work was produced it was like oh this isn't I didn't like it first of all and it didn't represent me as a designer it didn't represent the kind of work that I could do and it didn't represent the quality that I know or I knew that I could provide Uh, it just didn't speak to my skills at all and I remember overhearing uh, because I used to design like rave flyers for unis and stuff like uni raves and all that sort of thing and I remember overhearing oh that's the girl that did the um the flyer in it like I don't like that flyer you know that flyer that looks she does she does bare like cd work in it like like no I'm not feeling it still and I'm just like although that wasn't really I mean it doesn't matter now but back then it stung because it was like at the end of the day I didn't even want to make work that looked like that that wasn't my style I didn't want to become known as the girl who does cd designs like what so from that point I made a vow that yo I'm not gonna allow myself to be controlled by the client because that's yeah that leads me into the next point which is don't allow the client to take control of the situation you have to regain control you have to and this doesn't have to mean you know oh you have to go beat in your chest or anything like that but just by way of referring to the agreement referring to the clauses sticking to the facts uh, reminding them of deadlines and, and that sort of thing, you know, just regaining control of the situation in a really subtle way, but in a way that allows you to just continue on with the work and not uh, not have your uh, your work be micromanaged or, you know, there's there's different ways you can go about doing that. And also being open is very important. So facilitating that space where you can have discussion about the project listening to what they've got to say but ultimately always remembering to snap back to the original point at hand which is all right this is what's going to help you get from a to b yeah they're trying to get from they're trying to get to point b and you're there to help them do that so every move you make every step you'd say god something 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 watching you get it so you want (laughs) gosh I'm a mess I'm sorry yeah so you want to make sure that you are um yeah just snapping back to the original point and always letting them know that look I'm here to help you I'm here to help you achieve your business goals and this is what's going to help you do it the idea that they might come up with eh, it might not be what's needed and at the end of the day you're the specialist not them you're the specialist in design you're the one who has the wherewithal at that particular moment in time or the skills to put things together that provide form and function not to say that they're not capable but 
at the end of the day this is your specialty this is what you've been hired to do so they need to allow you to do your fucking job do you know what I mean because it's really frustrating when you get micromanaged in any situation it's like why are you not being entrusted to do the job that you've been hired to do like why did you hire me if you're just gonna hover over me and breathe down my neck and uh, just let me do it let me do what I gotta do this one's difficult uh well I've personally found it quite difficult but try not to react out of emotion and just cool off before you respond now full disclosure I have attended CBT sessions through the NHS and it wasn't the best but what it did do was offer some really helpful tools in terms of responding to situations and reacting because I can be quite reactive in nature not necessarily anger but I I'm quite a sensitive soul and I'm quite emotional but I've had to learn how to just separate that from my working life because the two don't mix (laughs) I mean yeah well I guess it depends on what you do it does depend on what you do but in this context that I'm speaking about it doesn't help at all when you start responding with emotion and you you really need to I learned stick to the facts of the situation and just just stick to that because when things start to get personal then it gets a lot harder to sort of um, regain any sort of control of the situation and it just gets a lot harder to really come to any sort of amicable resolution because you're just bouncing off emotions and then when you respond a certain way that's going to trigger them to respond in a certain way and it's like yeah we have to really sort of watch how how like we're communicating I guess especially when you're in a contract with a with a client it's like you don't want things to be awkward obviously you know and so I've had to really learn how to just remember to just stick to the facts and not respond immediately and so I've had to force myself to just stop cool off and my friend my closest friend this is all right this is not a related situation but it is kind of so I um I was having a situation with an ex and sorry that was my belly I was having a situation with an ex and um I remember I wanted to I was raging I was raging I was I wanted to say all these bad things you know And I remember my friend saying, look, just cool off, write it in your notes first, write it to yourself first, and then maybe tomorrow, read back on it, have a look and see if, (laughs) see how you feel then. And, or maybe wait until then to write something, because if you respond right now out of anger, nothing's going to get resolved. It's just going to make things worse. (laughs) It's just going to make that bridge even burnier. That's not a word, is it? Well, you get what I'm saying. It, it burns more. The, the the flames are more prominent and vibrant. Under promise, but over deliver. You probably heard this lots of times. I do this. So I'll say to a client like, yeah, I can probably get this done in like three months. And then I bang it out in a week or something. As long as you stick to your end of the deal and you're providing something qualitative that does what it's supposed to do. They're, they've, what, in my situations, in my experience... They've often been pleasantly surprised, pleasantly surprised that it's been completed a lot earlier because I under promised and over delivered because you'd rather that than over promise and under deliver, isn't it? You don't want to that situation is when things get messy and that's when eh, the conflict and all of that sort of stuff. 
Which leads me into my next point, which is to always keep a paper trail, especially where decisions are concerned. So if you're having a difficult conversation or difficult situation with a client, sometimes it's best to have these sort of discussions over the phone. But at the same time, you want to make sure that any decisions that are made during that phone call are also issued in writing. And again, if you put in your contracts that all such decisions need to be written and written up, before being considered or being accepted, then this will help to sort of, yeah, just make sure that that is in place because paper trails, (laughs) you need them. You need that written evidence sometimes. You need the receipt. And also in terms of trying to navigate those difficult situations over the phone, I say this because sometimes texts, you get things misconstrued. I know I do. I do on a good day because I generally have difficulty interpreting things or context sometimes I really struggle with that Uh, but that's more related to how I process things right and um, I find that if I'm speaking to someone or if I can see their face it really helps to just really add some context and let you know what sort of mood they're in or how they mean things And this is especially true if you're handling a very difficult situation or some sort of conflict with a with a client. So I would say if you can or if you're feeling if you're feeling up to it, I would say, yeah, think about maybe having these difficult conversations over the phone. But if you're not really comfortable with that, if that's really a difficult thing for you to do, then, yeah, email. But I guess it's just a case of really trying to understand what's being said. Uh, and that's there needs to be that level of understanding on both sides to come to some sort of re- resolution. And then if all else fails, you know, you've got to pick your battles, isn't it? It's like, well, well, all right. Before I get into the final point, when I say pick your battles, I mean, all right, if the client wants you to do something that you realize isn't really going to impact the overall quality of the project or it's not really going to it's not it's not going to alter things too much, then sometimes you can just say, you know what? Uh, let me just you know you can sort of just make that judgment for yourself but if it does reach a point where you know what this client is repeatedly ignoring my boundaries and crossing them uh they're just not listening they're just just not we're not compatible then just call time on it well I, I won't say just because it's not an easy decision to make but I would say call time on it because you have to think about if it's worth risking your your mental health and your well-being because ultimately that's what ends up getting affected in these sorts of situations it can either it can strengthen you there are elements of these sort of situations that you can take with you to then strengthen or you know improve things moving forward but there are some times where it's like okay I've had my fill and that's enough now (laughs) that's enough for me I am done with this I can't see this with any sort of positive outcome emanating from it like I, I just can't see it bro like I, I'm done you have to call time on things sometimes it's just, sometimes these working relationships just don't work out because you're not really gonna it's not possible to get on with everyone and you know so yeah I just wanted to make an episode just speaking about some of the things you can do to mitigate these circumstances and just make it a little bit easier to navigate these difficult client situations because they happen to all of us and it's something that is uh, it's part and parcel I guess you know working as a freelancer or business owner 
there is going to be your fair share of conflict or difficult uh, clients and yeah I, I really hope this helped in terms of navigating those uh, I guess there's always more you could say about this I could be here until the early hours of the morning talking about this but I think I'll leave it there because I don't want to overload anybody with anything with too many words uh, and yeah I really hope this was helpful thank you so much for tuning in as always and I will speak to you same time next week all right take care bye